to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 274 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along. We hope you are doing well. <laughs> Almost got a mic in the face. I don't know. We'll it was just very go. funny to, to see someone. It's like Fight Club. He's just punching himself in the face with a mic. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We hope you are well and you're having fun uh, in lockdown status if you are doing that or if you're working. Uh, take care out there. Yeah. Stay safe. That's the main Stay thing. Stay safe is the main thing. Um, okay. So uh, we uh, don't... <sighs> No doubt the corona thing's going to come up through the course of this. We're trying not to uh, be corona-centric, but... But it'll probably pop up from time to time. But anyway, I I wanted to crack... I I actually added this uh, a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. Um, The arsonist babe. Um, (laughs) this, This happened in the UK. Okay. A pig crapped out a pedometer. It must have eaten a pedometer. It found a pedometer. And it crapped out the pedometer and set fire to the farm. <laughs> okay, I don't remember that in the Babe a, the movie. A fire on a farm in northern England was actually set by one of its pigs. The firebug, or fire hog, had fire swallowed hog. Okay. a pedometer worn by one of its fellow pigs to demonstrate the animals were free range. So, oh, sorry, so they actually pedometers on the pigs so that people can go, oh, yeah, oh. they walk around. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But after sense. the pig excreted the pedometer, copper in its battery sparked a flame in the pig dung and dried um, hay bedding on March 7 at approximately 2 p.m. local time. The fire spread and covered about 870 square feet, 807 square feet, 75 square metres of the farmyard before it was contained. Um, four pig pens caught fire at the farm. I don't think anybody. Um, oh yeah, fire crews from nearby Tadcaster and Nearsborough rushed in with hoses to save the beacon. Uh, I bet they did. Yeah, uh, I don't think any animals were killed. Actually, however, no animals involved in the pig pen fire, including the fire hog who inadvertently started the blaze, were harmed. Oh, okay. So there you go. So anyway, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, hello and welcome. Just wanted to say we're all about randomness, technology, and life. You don't know where we're going in an episode. Neither do we. Neither do we. <laughs> uh, that's the point, and we're sticking with our uh, general philosophy, and uh, we'll be carrying on. Yeah, as randomness. Just expect randomness. Yeah, like this one from the Boston PD. Do you know the Boston PD is one of the oldest police departments in the U.S.? Okay, right? I built, yep. It sounds was good. the absolute first police department to ever get. A police car. Oh, wow. So they got given a police car. You know the problem with that is? No petrol. No, nobody in the police actually knew how to drive. So the first six months of the police car, Boston's PD had to hire a chauffeur to take, to take the cops to the calls because Man. they didn't have a driver. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's just funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. I- I find it interesting fact. I don't know if I find it as humorous as you do. I just, I just got this idea of this guy in a chauffeur's uniform. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, okay. obviously, obviously, with the lockdown, 
We've been watching a lot of TV lately, and uh, Netflix has reduced the bandwidth to help out countries like New Zealand. And you may be wondering, long-time listeners, you're probably thinking Chris is having an alcoholic beverage right now. You'd be wrong. I'm having a juice monster. Yep. Or monster juice, maybe? Monster juice. Well, it says juice monster. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, it's uh, very nice, and I'm trying to start my lockdown, because uh, I was working the last couple of days as essential services, but now I'm on lockdown. So I thought I'd start my lockdown alcohol-free for at least the first couple of days. And then ease on into it to become <laughs> the bumbling mess that uh, we're used to. Yeah. So next 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 week, it might be all <laughs> down the gurgler. Yeah, well, by but, the end of this um, drinking energy drinks, which but, uh, I don't normally drink, I might be um, sound like I'm on cocaine by the end of this episode. <laughs> that's right. So we have listened, oh, we'll listen to, we have watched a couple of movies. We'll do them first. Now, the first one I'm going to talk about is Alien Warfare. <laughs> this is on Netflix. You can check it out on Netflix if you've got nothing better to do. <laughs> and really, really, go through your list a couple of times before you go, yeah, let's, it's Alien Warfare time. <laughs> There's a couple of things wrong with it. A couple of things wrong with this movie. Uh, the story's a bit shit. The acting's questionable. Special effects, wow. I, yeah. Slightly better than Velocipasta, but Velocipasta was a little more uh, amusing. The problem with this movie is they've taken it fully seriously and they haven't lent into the stupidness of it. And uh, the I saw a review and the special effects of the aliens isn't much better than something from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which I fully agree with. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it was amusing. It's much more amusing. If you watch it with somebody so the two of you can take the piss out of the movie, which is what a lot of times Sam and I That's do. That's what we do. <laughs> we then uh, watched a movie called The Platform, which yes. is trending on Netflix here in America. And we sort of went into this blind. We didn't know what it was about. And I think we were going to say, if this is shit in the first 10 minutes, we'll watch something else. It Turns w- out it was really good. It's really good. Very, very clever. It won't be everybody's cup of tea. No, but, no. Um, it, it's quite abstract, and you do go. Oh, I, I love these films where they, or stories, or whatever, where they build a world, yep. and you think you know all the rules, and then they keep twisting the rules as yep. you go through, and you go, "Oh wow, they can get around it that way. They can get around it that way." So it's one of those sort of movies. It's very, very well done. It's Spanish, but um, voiced over. But it was voiced over so well, very, like, you didn't very even well it. done. Yeah, uh, and it's a movie. I can't remember the last movie that actually made me think about it. Like a couple of days later. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that definitely was good. Um, this week, I am going to watch with Sam Elementari, because I've actually already seen it. I want to see what he thinks. We might talk about that next week. Okay. And uh, do you want to talk about the other one? Or yeah. Tiger King? Everybody's watching Tiger King, I think. We're four episodes in. Yep. Uh, might watch the rest later. Yeah, uh, definitely worth watching. It's quite hilarious, but... Sam's favourite part was when Dr. Antle... What's his first name? I can't oh, remember. Oh, Swally Marley or something like that. Oh, Bhagavan. Because he, he's um, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Dr. Antle has a, a doctorate in mystic science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a doctorate in mystic science. Uh, so many crazy characters yeah, in this um, doco thing. Uh, yeah, and you don't know where it's going, except they tell you where it's going at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, we know, but, sort of. But yeah. but there's so many turns. It's just like, oh, my God. So, so definitely check that out. Put that on your, check that on your isolation list. watch list, whatever. Isolation watch list, yes. Hey, um, it's interesting, like, this... Uh, 
I think some celebrities don't know what to do with themselves at the moment, so they are doing videos and all sorts of stuff and yeah, yeah. jumping on TikTok. I, I do. I have enjoyed the um, Daily Social Distancing Show, formerly known as the Daily Show, with Trevor Noah um, and Seth Meyers' one, uh, and and some of Stephen Colbert's ones from home. Yeah, so I have enjoyed those. No, yeah, that's right. Uh, like I really got put off TikTok when Doctor Phil appeared on there. Really? Uh, yeah, it just, I was just like, no, nah, I don't care anymore. I mean, there's whole, there's a whole concern about how much the Chinese government's stalking everything, because apparently it's one of the worst apps for permissions. Like, it needs to know every single thing about you and your phone. Like, anyway, that's the thing. But uh, Hillary Barry's brought out a thing on Twitter randomly called Formal Friday, and the people on Twitter really like it. So she was showing how to make scones in her home on Friday wearing a ball gown. <laughs> and these photos are appearing of different people uh, wearing formal gear because she said, well, it's not casual Friday because you're already at home, so let's go formal Friday. So that's, that's pretty, pretty clever. That's pretty that's cool. cool. I like that. Thing. I like that. Uh, I'll tell you who's um, who's a bit confused about isolation. Yeah, go. Old people? Pro- our uh, producer, Toffee. Yep. So she's in isolation with us. Unfortunately, she seems to think that it's okay for her to sh- crap in the house. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> she's like, no, no, you can go outside to crap cat. Like, I, I took her outside and threw her on the lawn next door um, just earlier. Um, she hasn't come back, and I'm not absolutely upset about that right now. Um, but there is a good good thing about that. The good thing is that it stinks in here. And <laughs> Okay, carry on. You're not wrong. I just don't see how that's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. So there has been some uh, interviews I've, I've, had, I've heard with uh, medics from the UK, and one of the symptoms of uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, even if you're asymptomatic, so that means you don't have a fever, you don't have a cough, but you've got it, uh, one of the things that can happen is you totally lose your sense of smell. Oh, so they yeah. had people um, who you know couldn't smell their baby's dirty nappies yeah. when they're changing them, which is weird. Um, or one guy overflowed petrol putting it into his car and didn't even realise until his feet were getting wet because he couldn't smell the petrol. Like, that's serious level of smell. Happy to, 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 to say that Sam and I definitely have our sense of smell because we're being assaulted on a moment-by-moment basis here in as the garage. A, <laughs> as a public service uh, to you guys, our valued listeners, the Chris and Sam podcast, if you are worried that you may or may not have the uh, coronavirus and you don't want to go to a testing station, have the thing poked up your nose, and you just, you're worried about it, we can bring the cat around. <laughs> It'll just crap wherever it wants. And if you can smell it, you'll be fine. Yeah. And uh, we'll run yeah. away. Now, not, not losing your sense of smell doesn't mean that you are not infected. So don't go down that track. Don't but- quote us as a medical <laughs> resource. We know you do sometimes in the past. Uh, if you're thinking about what to do and if you get attacked by a bee sting. Maybe don't do what uh, Chris has done. Yeah, in the past. don't 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 get tied to the back of a motorbike, um, unconscious. But anyway, um, that's another story in another episode. Go back and look at our catalogue. It's on the front page of the website. Um, anyway, um, so it is it is useful to know if you do start losing your sense of smell, self isolate further. And by that I mean if you're in a room with, in a house with other people, stay in your room. Go, go that far and actually call somebody and let them know. That's right. Hey, I've got some Kickstarter <coughs> drop kicks for you, Chris. Yay. There's two of them. I don't know how I feel about either of them, so I'll get your opinion on them. 
Uh, there's something called the Disk X Disk Space uh, Lunar Surface. So these guys have made a model, basically. They're hand-finished, um, and they've recreated it using something called jewellery-grade concrete. Jewellery-grade concrete. I don't know if that's that must be a thing. I don't know. First time I've ever heard of it. You can get 180 centimetre square, or you can get 100 uh, centimetre square, and it looks like a piece of the lunar surface. So it's a bit of concrete that looks like a moon. Uh, that's okay, it. that... I'm sure my grandmother's ceiling used to look like that. You know oh, what I yeah, mean? it looks like a ceiling tile. <laughs> you know, I used to lie there at, at six or seven, say, at grandma's place looking at the thing, imagining running across the surface of the moon. Yeah. That's right. So it's a Hong Kong-based thing, and it's done the conversion for me. So they wanted about $10,000 New Zealand dollars to create these for people. Um, they're going for, let me see if this video. But it's just a square flat piece of. But it's accurate. They've taken, they've looked at the NASA photos. They've made it 100% accurate as a piece of the moon. And they'll send you some jewelry grade concrete with little holes and, you know, um, they want 10 grand. How much do you think they've raised? I don't, I don't know. I can't even guess. Let's say a hundred bucks. No, no, $106,000, Chris. Yeah. So it Who, for what? So for the beard why? why? I don't know. Anyway, for <laughs> what? So you're not saying you want to buy this? No. Well, for it, the the basic one is about 133 New Zealand dollars. That's the base level entry. There's still seven left. Check out our show notes if you want to get one. Uh, this piece of jewelry grade concrete in the uh, design and shape of the moon surface. Okay. That's terrible. The next one, and you can work out which one's better, uh, this is called the Undercover Version 2. What do you think that is? Both of these, by the way, are on the front page of the Kickstarter website. I didn't have to go very far to find these. Uh, Undercover Version 2 is not another bag? Well, it can be used as a backpack, but it's not primarily for that. Now, this is Version 2. Version 1 had already been done. Uh, These guys want about $18,000, and they've raised $74,000. And it's basically a fold-out sack that can be used as a bag, and you put it over yourself, and then you can get changed in it. Ah, uh, okay. And a uh, woman can use it, so you can do it anywhere, but you've got like this black sack thing around you, and you're getting dressed in it, and then you drop it down, and ta-da, you're changed. What uh, do you reckon? Well... You could just buy a rubbish bag and cut the top off the rubbish bag. It's and not the same. the same. This packs down into a little tiny bag. Have you, and you seen can carry how small a, pack, a, a rubbish bag packs but down But this into? has got all sorts of things. It's got premium zipper pulls, branded cord lock, internal pocket, reflective logos, reflective trim, ultra lightweight, water resistant, quick drying fabric, and all of that. And it will only cost you the very small fee... Of apparently it's perfect for active people, runners, and then yogis was the second thing on that list for yep, some reason. Yogis, okay. So uh, uh, hot Bikram yogis, maybe forty-five bucks US, so about seventy-six New Zealand dollars. Only nine of them left. If you want a sack that you can get changed into, I I, I couldn't be asked. What, but, oh, no, um, I know I, you. I, I know there are people that would. I know. I'm I'm the sort of guy that finishes work at Gilmore's. Quickly looks around, nobody's there. I'll get changed to the back of the car at the mm. park lot, parking lot. I know. Uh, um, so I really don't give a toss. It just looks awkward. Like, oh, I understand. I do they have straps over your shoulders so that you can just... Yeah, there is a strap that goes around the back of your neck, and it sort of holds it there, and you can <laughs> well, fluff yeah. around. 
Especially for females. Mm, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I can see, I can see there's would a need you, for it. Which one would you back more? The moon thing no, or this? No, def- definitely this, the, the, the undercover two. Okay. So check that out if you're in the market. If you find something that's up to this amazing level, let us know and we'll do a kickstart or dropkick. That just actually reminds me of a joke. Do you mind if I tell a joke? I know, Not I at all. I'm reading for- a joke. Okay, so okay I look forward to it. A, a plane with five passengers on board. Donald Trump, Boris Johnson, um, Angela Merkel, the Pope, and a 10-year-old schoolboy. Yeah. The uh, plane is about to crash and there are only four parachutes. Trump says, I need one. I'm the smartest man in the USA and I'm sort of, and I'm needed to sort out the problems of the world. He takes one and jumps. Yeah. Of course he does. Of course he does. Um, then Boris says, I'm needed to sort out Britain. He takes one and jumps. The Pope says, I need one as the world needs the Catholic Church. He takes one and jumps. Angela says to the 10-year-old child, you can have the last parachute. I've lived my life. Yours is only just starting. The 10-year-old replied, don't worry. There are two parachutes left. The smartest man in the USA took my school bag. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Yeah, I just I like that. Okay. Um, so oh, this, something else I wanted. Oh, yeah. This, uh, do you know what one of the number one things are in Canada that they buy in fast-moving consumer goods? If you were to pick. Um, is, it, is it a food item? Yeah, food item. Yeah, I'm thinking some, some sort of pancake-based. Oh, that's a, good, that's a good guess, but you'd be wrong. Oh. <laughs> it's the craft dinner production, which is the boxed mac and cheese, basically. Oh, really? And they've okay. had to ramp it up, and they've got one factory doing it. They're making an extra one million boxes for the unprecedented demand at this time, right? And they've never seen production that high, which is cool. But they've got um, like a three-stage backup plan if... The, the workers get it. So when they come to work, they get zapped in the face with the old uh, thermometer. Yeah. And that's all good. There's 960 people in this plant, by the way. Right. Working right. on it. And that's all good. They're very proud at making this. And then if there's a, a breakout with all those people, they all get pulled out and they've already trained pretty much everyone how to do it. So their two vital production lines is this meal and peanut butter. Then they get taken out. The mechanics get brought in and the mechanics are making it. If they fall ill, all the managers are going to get pulled in to start making all this stuff. Now, wouldn't that make more sense to isolate the shifts more? Probably, but we're, uh, we're not worried about that. So, Because uh, I've been working at Gilmore's, as some people know, and uh, I was in central service for a bit. Now I'm furloughed. But, um, I yeah, they've changed it. So we've got a clean crew and a dirty crew. Dirty crew obviously is more chance of exposure, which I might get uh, work in that because I'm expendable. Um, <coughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, but that means we've got to deal with the public because you know how dirty they are. Um, so the clean crew work at night. They leave five minutes before the clean, uh, dirty crew can come in. Mm. And they leave, we come in, and we do the work during the day if I'm in that crew. Um, we'll work during the day dealing with the public and stuff, and then when we leave five minutes later before the next clean crew come, comes on. Mm. Um, yeah, but you have to segregate, man. Got to se- Well, I, you know, the, the story doesn't say that. No, uh, the, sounds stupid. No. <laughs> uh, Wembley Stadium has had to issue a press release saying they are not making the world's largest giant lasagna in the stadium. Just in case people think that they are going to go there and get a free feed. Because there's a whole bunch of fake stories going around the internet, including dolphins returning to Venice. 
Oh, is that fo- fake? Yes. Oh, is that fake? Yes. Because that totally had me. I know. Elephants getting drunk after eating too many grapes in an empty vineyard. Also fake. Uh, the photos from the... Uh, There's not that many uh, elephants in France. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> no, just empty. No, no, it didn't say France. I know. I'm just... I'm being a dick. It sounds like it. It did not, it did not land at all. It's, all right, all right, all right. Come on, carry know. on, carry on. Anyway. This is what happens when I don't have alcohol, you see. Anyway, uh, move on. It's a fine line between <laughs> sober and normal and drunk and not normal and whatever's in between. Yeah. That's right. But uh, that's all good. The virtual Grand Nationals going ahead. They've, they've got that over in the UK. So... So how does that work? Well, they've been doing it since 2017 because they use what? it. Yeah. So they have all algorithms and computer simulated horses and it models everything and they run that before the actual Grand National. And it's apparently quite accurate. The computers work it all out. I don't know. And they on past performance, I guess. Uh, the big question is, though, are they going to allow the public to bet on it? Who's got money to bet at times like this? Well, the TA—that's the—you know—the people at home. TAB wants more people gambling. They've asked for a bailout. All sorts of stuff's going on. Yeah, true. Okay, all right. And my mum and dad have got some chickens. Um, Unru- that, is this the last? This has to be the last thing of the day. So do all the others first. Oh, okay. Because the chickens is hilarious. Okay, that's that's the rule. Okay, so this so everyone around the world has now become a uh, expert in how to do. Uh, Streaming and uh, virtual meetings. Yeah. We are. Oh, don't you know how to use Zoom? I've been using it for, for at least five minutes. Let me tell you how it's used. Which is what's happening on Facebook. If there's an expert out there telling you, they probably don't really know what they're doing. We've been using Zoom for a long time for various bits and pieces. Yeah, I've been coaching people on it for two years now. My subscription's been for two years. And interestingly enough, neither of our jobs require us to use any of this technology for what we actually do. <laughs> but... Uh, I see all the churches and all the religious people out there. They have to still, you know, connect the church. My, my friend's uh, Toastmaster meeting was on yeah. Zoom the other day. I was like, oh, okay. That's cool. So the church down the road, they've got a big sign. Join us like virtually on Sunday on their website or whatever. Yeah. And this British vicar, he caught on fire. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, no, sorry. Explain that. <laughs> he uh, was doing his first attempt at an online sermon, and he leaned in too much and went up against the candle and then caught on fire. Um, yeah. I should be laughing at that. He moved a bit too close, and he said, oh, dear, I just caught on fire. Oh, my word. And then he battered out the flame. That would have been so good to see. <laughs> So that's been happening, and then the other thing that's been causing problems, luckily I don't think we got to this level, in California, the shredded t-shirts people are using for toilet paper is clogging up their sewage system. Oh, what? That's all right. Okay, so folks, this might be grossing you out a little bit. I'm going to tell you, you don't need toilet paper. You get a big cup or a jug, and you get some water, and you wash your ass over the toilet with it. It's not that bad. As long as you wash your hands really well afterwards, which we all should be doing now. I've gone months without toilet paper in a country where you didn't get toilet paper. Okay, thank you. I was like, (laughs) when did this happen? Yeah, no, it was in a country you could not buy toilet paper. And that's how everybody does it. Oh, okay, they just didn't have it. Um, You could get it if you went to a hotel, but I I was a poor Poor. backpacking um, 
22-year-old, whatever. They but yeah, have- you, you soon get used to it. And then actually, I tell you what, when you get used to it, you go back to using toilet paper and it feels actually really gross and dirty. Mm. But anyway, um, mm. so... The city there... They- I would rather you use a jug and water than clog up the toilets because you're not plugging just yours. You're probably clogging everyone in the freaking neighbourhoods. They said that uh, if you're... Using anything but toilet paper, don't flush it, bag it up. Yeah. Throw it away. Just use water and it's not that hard. Yes, your ass feels a bit wet and it's a bit like, hmm. Trevor Noah was like, because he talks about this, he goes, you white people, (laughs) you you got your priorities all wrong. What are you going for toilet paper in an apocalypse situation? Why toilet paper? He goes, most of your... Houses have one of these. It's got a picture of a shower in your toilet. Go and wash your ass in the shower. Like what? No, no. It's a psychological thing of uh, trying to keep in control or something. I think so. I think so. And and it is. It's it's totally a cultural norm. Yes. Uh, And because it was quite changed for me to try and get used to that when I was over there. Oh, right. Obviously, that was a bit of a... What's going on? Not as much as kissing guys on the cheek. I mean, it was Because they did that whole... Uh, yeah, instead of I, shaking hands, kissing guys on the cheek. I was just going to say that. they I didn't do that either. It wasn't three shells. No, no, no three shells. No, Sorry. Anyway, moving on. Oh yeah. So I was just going to say, a few months ago, my parents decided to get some chickens, and we had chickens when I was younger, and they're everywhere. And, and, and your dad doesn't like them. No, my <laughs> my dad doesn't like birds. It's not just chickens; just birds in general freak him out for some reason. And the old chickens back in the day used to, like, crowd around the front door and he'd open the door and be like, nope, shut the door and then run out the back door and then go to work. <laughs> uh, and and I don't know if, what, what this is, but apparently his brother's the same. Been going I know, on for a I know, while. I've known other people with fear of birds. Like, it's a, it's quite a com, common phobia. Yeah, not, it like seems to a, be. Yeah, it, it's a fairly full common phobia. Yeah. But anyway, carry on. So they got some chickens, uh, and my mum got six of them because uh, it's better to get them all at the same time. And they're severely, well, not severely, it's the wrong word. They're very uh, human-raised. Like, they're very, very friendly. You go up to them, and they're a brown type of chicken, and apparently when they feel threatened, their uh, reflex is just to sit down and then sort of look at you. <laughs> so my mum just picks them up, and she'll be walking around carrying a chicken. And that's good. And they've got to a level now where uh, they expect to be fed at the exact same time. So they let them out of their enclosure and they run around and then... At- so they're, they're running around all day type yep. thing. Yep. yep. And then uh, if they're running late, all the chickens run to the back door of the house. They must nominate one chicken somehow. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same chicken. It goes through the cat flap, which is really big cat flap because um, my mum and dad's cat's really huge. And uh, it goes in there and it stands in the kitchen on the edge of the kitchen and it clucks until someone notices it. And then uh, they go and feed it and all the chickens run out. As soon as they go to feed it, all the chickens run they, back to They the- run back. And then the other day what's been happening is uh, there's some sheep in the paddock and one of the sheep pushed the door closed. So this chicken had to go on a mission and it found my dad in his garage and it cluck, cluck, clucked until he paid attention. And then he's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. So he followed this chicken. The chicken made him follow him. And he went all the way back and he goes, oh, so he opened the door and the chicken goes in there and lays an egg. 
<laughs> Very domesticated chickens at the moment. Um, Dude, those chickens sound smarter than some of the politicians keeping, in the US. That's right. <laughs> keeping my parents busy. Uh, there's always a chicken update, so that's good. <laughs> uh, they can't wait for the uh, lockdown to be finished because they got to go get some more um, like chicken wire to sort of fence them in a bit better. Oh, okay. So at the moment, yeah. they're all over the place. I don't know if they've got... I don't think they've got names. No, I don't think they've named the chickens. Actually, I should find out about that. Yeah, might have to. Um, yeah, so um, everybody be safe out there. Uh, if you have to go out, and, you know, you can go out for a bit of exercise but or, or to the supermarket, be very careful. Just keep a big distance. There's some. Um, yeah, there's just some people. I went to the supermarket the other day. There was just some people wandering around. Don't... No... Nothing different from a normal day, and they were just like super getting super close to me. Yeah, and I was just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah, don't don't stand for it. Just go back off. I'm happy not going out anywhere. That's good. I don't need to. I actually have to work, but not until another uh, week. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, and I, um, yeah, and also on behalf of all the supermarkets, if you have to go to the supermarket. Just go by yourself. Don't bring the wife and the yes. kids. Don't bring yes. grandma. Just just one person. If you can sort it out, a whole one, family coming. One person from the whole house would be good. You know, like j- there's just no point. Uh, you're just adding to the risk of picking, bringing home some COVID with your groceries. That's you right. know, one, like one uh, tip I saw online was in the New Zealand subreddit was uh, someone said it might make sense if you just keep going to the exact same supermarket every time. Don't go around shopping everywhere. Yeah. Um, just for traceability as well. If something happens, you can say, actually, that's the one I go to or not. Uh, and you're not spreading stuff around. So yeah. there we go. Stay safe out there. And until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.